Hey there, and welcome to Marriage Talks, a real, authentic, and relatable podcast about how to thrive in your marriage. Here you'll find helpful information shaped by a biblical worldview, sex, money, parenting, and so much more. We are Michael and Elizabeth, and welcome to the show. Yes, welcome to part two. Part two. All right, so disclaimer, this is part two to a conversation. You technically could, this. you'll get a lot out of it if you didn't hear part one of this. Um, but you article. should listen but to part one. do yourself a favor and get on that part one right now. <laughs> so pause this, don't delete it, go listen to the first one, restart, your podcast player will remember where you left. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And just to catch you up to speed, this is an article that our friend of the show, Lindsay Maestas, posted, and it is titled, I'm going to get this right this time, <laughs> 10 Ways You're Disrespecting Your Husband. 10 ways, ways wives unknowingly disrespect their husband. Oh, man. Very I'll, close. I'll get it by part three. <laughs> There's not going to be a part three. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's really a thought-provoking uh, article and we wanted to discuss it and kind of give a little bit of tidbits and tips and tricks to each of the 10 parts. Yes. And before we dive into the second half, starting with um, item number six, we do want to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by the Marriage Talks Patreon page, and there are just fun little perks and bonus content there that you can check it out. Plus, it also supports the ministry of Marriage Talks, which really means the world to us, and we would just love it if you would uh, prayerfully consider that. Yeah, and again, another reminder to rate and review the podcast on your favorite podcast player, and it helps a lot with getting us up on the top of the list. You search for Marriage and marriage talks comes up. Yes. Yeah. So, so check it out. Please do that. Plus, Thanks, we, we 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 read the reviews. That is hard to say. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say that fast. All right. Let's get into the nitty gritty again. Yes. I, I like that phrase. I guess nitty gritty. It's yeah. fun to say. Yeah. So number six, a way that a wife could unknowingly undermine their husband. Yes. Is to. No, that's not right. <laughs> Undermining disrespect. I was like, <laughs> I have like do I, do brain I correct tied you up here. <laughs> no, undermining your husband. So nothing, nothing, nothing feels worse than when you get second guessed in front of other dudes or your yeah. your own kids. Yeah. So ladies, be aware of that. And it's it's painful as a guy. Like we got pride. Hopefully as a guy, you got pride in yourself. And when you just get like any authority that you show, you know, and it could be good authority. Not not all authority is bad. You have, you know, assert some authority. Hey, you know, pick up your room. Or I said, you know, no iPad time right now. And then if your wife comes in and says, no, iPad's fine. And the kid just goes on. It's like, well, you just, you just took away all authority I might have. Yeah. So... It can uh, it can make the husband kind of want to basically pull out from decision making. Like, look, if I say anything every time, not even every time, but you you so often say something different and undermine me. What's the point of me even trying to make decisions ever? Yeah, and that we've had some like miscommunication between like what we said that a child could do and couldn't do, and so we're we're learning like. And I think we already know it, but we just kind of get caught up in the moment like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Or, oh, no, don't do that. Um, but then the other parent has already said, oh, I said that they couldn't do that. Or this is really the full story of what happened. And so there can like leave some grace for some miscommunication. But 
when when wives you are like blatantly just like don't worry about what dad said you can do this or you can't do this or you know that's not okay and and on an extreme level we've seen it wives berating their husbands in front of other people like that's undermining their authority and that is not okay don't ever do that don't ever praise the Lord. That is not a tendency that I have or an example that I grew up with. So I'm incredibly thankful for that. Um, and, and I, I think it's very safe to say that undermining your husband is not something that happens in our house, thankfully by the example that my parents set. But I know f- that for like a very strong willed woman, this can be very difficult that needs to be kept in check. But yeah, it's, it's not good. And there, there needs to be a, a conversation behind closed doors. We don't need to air out dirty laundry in front of everybody. Yeah. That's a big one. It's just, if you have a disagreement, that's perfectly fine. You're two different people, but it's just a, like showing other people that, you know, well, I wear the pants, not him. That kind of thing is just a terrible, terrible situation to be caught up in for both parties. Yeah. Cause that's not, that's not a biblical uh, interaction. It's it. We, we shared it. What was it last week? I, I feel like we shared it very recently. Uh, no, two weeks ago with expectations and in, in Ephesians, where you know husbands are called to have a role, wives are called to have a role. There's a mutual respect. It's not he's over her and all his decisions supersede. Yeah, it's not an abuse of power type yeah, thing. But it's yeah. like you know, there's there's. Or it kind of makes me think of totally not a biblical example, but um, from my big fat Greek wedding, uh, the man oh. the man is the head and the woman turn is the neck and turns him. Yeah, I, can turn and, the head any way she wants. Yeah, and that sounds manipulative, but I I think of that as terms of like like a backdoor conversation can go a long way. Like, hey, look, I you know I hear what you're saying, but I you know I have some thoughts about this, and if it's a genuine like. Hey, I want to put some like constructive input into this. It can be received well. Yeah. And it can be helpful for both people. Yeah. Cuz again, the man's not always right, and I don't mean to suggest that ever. No. No. There there it's there's a there's a level of accountability and staying like having good um good standards and and things like that. That's that's a part of the partnership of of marriage of being in that relationship. Um that's why you have checks and balances. So yeah. Number seven, lusting and flirting with other men around your husband, whether he's there or not. First of all, this is wrong, <laughs> but <laughs> it's like one of those, uh, uh, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> um, this seems pretty, um, common sense, but, uh, I think it needs to be said because there, there can be, there could have been some, um, very dysfunctional, um, examples set growing up and this is not okay. This is not a tactic that gets your husband to fight for you or to have like a steamier sex time later. This, all this does is like make him feel really small and, really, really hurts him. This is, this is not good. It's funny to think of if, if you believe that those two examples will happen, like you are not, you're not thinking straight. Like that's not going to happen. It's going to be the opposite. It's like, 
peace, you know, well, because whatever. It's a, it's a thing that they do in the movies. And so we subliminally believe like, oh, if I make my husband jealous, he's going to be the man that I always thought he would be. It's like, no, if you're waiting for your husband to be the man that you always wanted him to be, then we need to have some therapy because there's some deeper things going on there. Hmm. It's, it's not like a flirting will cure this. No, it's going to cause a lot more damage. And most likely if your husband's not stepping up in certain ways, most likely going to make him retreat even more because he's like, well, I guess she doesn't need me. Yeah, absolutely could. And it's uh, another thing too, is, um, when, when talking about like affair proofing your marriage, one of the big things is that little things turn into a big deal. For sure. So a little, um, something like, uh, I don't know how much you, 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 if you can't see us, I'm trying to do an example here. It's not <laughs> working. If like that kind of, even something so simple as a hand on an elbow. Yeah. When placed the right way. With the can right. absolutely unlock. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, whoa, interest. That can be intoxicating. Yes. Both ways, men and women. That's that's how we're wired. And you just never know if you are just flirting uh, for whatever purpose, whether that be to make your husband jealous or something like that, which I hope is not that common of a thing. It seems so silly. But it it can actually, the person who is not knowing that they're a party to this kind of weird marital thing, it could really mess them up too. Oh yeah. Cause then they're like, whoa, so-and-so is interested in me. And then it's not a good situation. No, it's not. Number eight, avoiding issues with your husband. This is kind of like pushing everything under the rug. And then all of a sudden <laughs> you have this like massive explosion of crap just come out of your carpet because you can't shove anything more. If you're a friend, if you've watched friends, it's like Monica's closet that she doesn't have a category for it. And like everything just comes like <laughs> spilling out. It all comes back to friends. <laughs> so it's like a life for some lesson people, in every episode. For some people, it all comes back to the office, but with Elizabeth, it's all about <laughs> a friend. But yeah, it's avoiding things is, it's not good because it's much easier to deal with a small issue or something that's barely an issue than it is to leave it like inside and let it build and fester. And then you start having this internal dialogue of like, I can't believe he hasn't talked to me about this yet. He doesn't care about me. He doesn't love me. And then you start feeding the, the enemy starts feeding you these lies that you buy into. And then all of a sudden you just reach a breaking point and you explode. Now for you people who do not like confrontation, I understand how this is, can be very difficult to deal with um, things before they become issues, but you have to do it. You have to do it. I mean, I, I am not that way. I'm not afraid of confrontation. And that's not to say that I seek it out. But if something difficult needs to be talked about, then we need to talk about it. And I don't even like for a day to go by if there's something that bothers me. Like if Michael did something earlier in the day and he calls it lunch, I want to talk to him about it at lunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this just happened. <laughs> it's like, oh no, this is going to be well, what we're talking was, about. That was a lingering thing, but I'm talking about something that's like even just something small. Like, you know, I kind of felt like you were rude to me this morning before you left. Like, 
That's that, right, I was. That would that would bother me. And I'd just be like, hey, can you just be aware of your tone? Yeah, seeking resolution. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Oh, a really good example of this was early on, and it was like really a non-issue when we first started dating, but you just, you had no clue that you even did it when we would hold hands and then you would just pull your hand away suddenly. And it wasn't like was it a, more like I shoved your hand away. It wasn't like a get off me. It was, it was, it was just like he needed his hand to like turn, do the turn signal or like to drive or, you know, like he needed it to do something. So it wasn't, he wasn't saying like, I love you and I want to hold your hand. And then Sorry, when let she was go. trying to she was trying to do like an example and as she's reaching over for my hand, I had already been starting to motion to adjust my mic. She's like this really awkward thing that no one except us is gonna experience. But you know, so is I just told him I was like, you know, I know that you don't see that that this really isn't necessarily a problem, but the way I'm perceiving it is that like you just like don't you like I'm all, done of, with you. You all of a sudden don't care <laughs> about me. And I was like, that's just a way that that's being perceived. And so ever since then, like if we're holding hands and he needs to do something, he gives me like a light little squeeze. And then, <laughs> and then, then I'm not like, even sure I decided to do that or just like, it's so long ago. It's like 15 years probably. Yeah. That's been a, it's so it's, funny. I was like, did I mean to start doing that? I guess so. Yeah. So it's, it's so much easier to talk about something when it's small than when it's massive. It it always is. Don't ever believe the lie that if you just never address it, it'll go away because it's a straight up lie. Yeah, that's never, ever true. <laughs> so number nine, getting down to the final two, taunting your husband. That's the way you might be disrespecting him. So as we tend to do on this show, we're going to define what a taunt is. Because Lindsay was kind enough in her article to define it for us. So, a taunt is a remark made in order to anger, wound, or provoke somebody. So, have you ever done that before? <laughs> have you? Reach into your heart. Feel it. <laughs> you have, for sure. <laughs> I know I have. Uh, and I think of my little brother so much. Uh, he's four years younger than me. When we were growing up, I knew exactly how to... Just get at him. And I did it a lot. And we always tend to do this stuff to the people we love. Yeah. Because it's so easy. They're they're available. They probably live with you. And in a case like we're talking about, husband and wife, they do live with you. And you know them better than anybody else. So it's so easy to say, like, what's their biggest insecurity? I'm going to get them. Yeah. It's like, you're bald. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, honey, don't go there. Yes. <laughs> I don't think I have ever taunted you. Uh, no, no. Nah. I, I got to say, this one's not something that happens in this house, really, truly. No, because growing. It's just really mean spirited. Yeah. But if you get to a really, it's like in the deep depths of your worst conversation, or not conversation, but argument, this is something that can happen to even smart people. Um, yeah, just don't do it. My parents were always very quick to stop things like that and to address tone very, very quickly. And so I think just an example growing up for me, like it just wasn't, it wasn't anything that was like, oh, this is sibling fighting. It's like, no, 
that's just lazy parenting. I'm sorry. I'm going to call it out. Oh, it's boys will be boys sibling rivalry. <laughs> For the record, my, my parents were very quick to address my horrible, horrible things I said to my brother. Uh, it was not left unsaid. Yeah, the the whole excuse sibling siblings fight or boys will be boys is just an excuse not to address an issue. I'm sorry if that upsets you. But she would drop the mic, but it's nestled <laughs> it's, it's kindly in a not only it's in a stand, it's in a shock mount, so it's in a little springy system. It would take me ten minutes to take it. Out. Don't do it because that hasn't been touched since I installed it like a year and a half ago. Yeah. I won't do it. Yeah, no mic drops here. But she just <laughs> figurative yeah. mic drop. I just don't agree with it. We're moving on. That's a whole nother thing. That was number nine, number ten. Oh, we're about to wrap it up. Yes. Envy of other marriages. And before you're like, I don't envy anybody else. Newsflash, we've all done it. <laughs> on some level, we've all wanted something that another marriage has, whether it's the kind of vacations they go on, the love that they seem to have, um, the perfect house, the perfect this, you know, you fill in the blank. And with social media, it's extremely easy to envy other marriages. I mean, you know, we have definitely had conversations where we're like, man, I just, I wish that we could go on a vacation, just the two of us. Um, it's like, yeah, I definitely wish for that. Realistically, is that possible? I mean, COVID aside, no, like we are not financially at that place, but that's okay because we are, we learn to find contentment in other areas. Is, is it, is that bad to have a dream and like a desire for your marriage? Like, to go to like go on a week vacation, Michael and I, to have that desire. That desire is not bad at all. But when you start to say, I wish that I had what they had and your, your heart becomes like restless and you're not content in your own marriage, that's a big deal. That's a, mm, that's not okay. Don't let that happen. Yeah. And if you find yourself verbalizing that quite a bit to your husband, like say if, if Elizabeth verbalized to me, yeah, you know, it'd be like, I'm, I wish we could go on a vacation to the South of France, like the Turners. And I'm like, I'll never be able to get you on a two week South of France tour or whatever. And now I feel like a bad husband or like a bad provider because that's what you want more than anything. And it's yeah. kind of eating at you enough for you to kind of mention it. Now, it's all in how you say it, of course, too. There are ways to say, like, man, it would be so great. And you can almost, like, fantasize together, too. Um, I think that could be helpful or, like, a cool conversation. Yeah. But it's, like, the the spirit of what you say and how you say it, it's, like, you're not providing enough for my Range Rover and vacations and all that stuff. So if that's where your heart's at, again, kind of like when we first started talking last week, it, what are you bringing up the thing that you're saying? Why are you bringing it up? Is it to, is it to benefit your husband? Is it to kind of bring him down and just kind of take stock of that before you say it? 
Yeah, like if you bring it up in a way to where you're like, I know that he loves me so much and he'll do anything for me. And if I suggest this vacation in a certain way, he will do anything it takes to make it happen. All on credit. (laughs) All on credit. It's like, ah, no, bad. (laughs) Step back. There's a train wreck waiting to happen. And that does not bring you closer to your spouse. Don't do that. Don't do that. But if you're like, hey, next date night, let's talk about like, five dream vacations. Like that would be super fun conversation to talk about. Like I would love one day to experience Italy and drink wine and eat pasta and just like experience the culture. I think it would be such a beautiful thing. Am I going to be super pissed off if that never happens? No, (laughs) no, I'm not going to because it's, it's not, it's not biblical for me to hold on to that sort of thing and, and like let my heart get attached to that and be discontent in my marriage. Like that is just straight up sinful. So being content in my marriage where we are and having a clear vision of where we're going together is important. Like I said before, it is not bad to have dreams and desires for your marriage that are like kind of extras, um, like extras above and beyond your basic needs. It, those things are not bad, but do a heart check. Yeah. So that wraps us up on the 10. Yes, we ten made it through all 10. Disres- you could be disrespecting your husband. I still didn't get it right. <laughs> it's you. The, the meaning is there. Yeah. So number six, undermining your husband. Next is lusting after and flirting with people other than your husband, uh, avoiding issues with your husband, taunting your husband, and envying other marriages. Yeah. So take stock of that, y'all. Um, thanks a lot. Sometimes it's hard to, like, we try to make it a little more fun because it can be like, these are 10 things you shouldn't do. But there are kind of like things to be aware of. Yeah. And I think that was the spirit of the article, too. Yeah. It was just like, we want you guys to thrive and here's 10 things you may not be on the radar for and now you do. Yeah. So, and that, so that brings perfectly into the challenges in the next seven days, wives sit down with your husbands, ask them like these specific things. Do I do any of these be loving and gracious in your conversation? Because it can be difficult, but it's, this is important because if you can say like, yeah, you kind of do undermine me in front of the kids and maybe we could talk about how to not let that happen. Then you're working together as a team, bring yourselves closer together, strengthening your marriage and eliminating a sin pattern. That's huge. And that is worth, worth talking about. Yep. Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening this week. We are so thankful that you come week in and week out. Let us know how the conversation goes, or if you have any suggestions for future episodes, we would love to hear from you, but y'all are amazing and we love y'all. Yeah. See ya.